Hi, this is Pastor Nathan, and I just wanted to let you know before this episode begins that uh, the audio quality is going to be a little different than what it normally is with our podcasts, and that is because we recorded this episode through Zoom. Pastor Steve was not feeling well. He thought maybe he had a virus, and so we had our elders meeting through Zoom. Uh, well, actually, Jason and I were in the conference room. Pastor Steve was Zoomed in, uh, but we did our meeting that way and then went ahead and recorded the podcast using Zoom as well. So the audio quality is a little different, um, but we hope that the content is still uh, beneficial and that it will edify and help you. Welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Winsville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hangout, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Piney Pastors Podcast. My name is Steve Hopped, and I'm here with two of the most wonderful pastors in the world ever to share an eldership with. And that would be the guy in the, what they, I don't know, they call that a took or a took in Canada. Took. Yeah. I call it, you're speaking of my headgear. Yeah. Um, I'm Nathan Smith, and I'm wearing a knit stocking cap. There you go. And also, we have in the glasses... Jason Myers. Well done. Uh, We, this morning, are going to uh, talk a little bit about the fifth commandment, which says to honor your father and your mother. Nathan preached a sermon on this a couple weeks ago, and we wanted to go a little bit more into detail on some things. Uh, so Nathan, can you give us a short summary of, of, of what, what you said in your sermon, or at least the highlights, the important things you said? Sure. Well, everything you said was important. So, all right. Uh, <clears throat> the fifth commandment, um, honor your father and your mother. Um, I said that the, simple uh, summary kind of principle is that you must honor your parents so that you can honor God and pointed out to the two primary ways that I see that being true is that um, first honoring our parents trains us to honor God so uh, that we as both as children and adults that we learn how to And we practice, in a sense, honoring God by honoring our father and mother. Um, And then also we directly honor God by honoring our parents because because God commands us to honor him. And so obeying God in that way honors him. Um, And that we, we honor the authority that God has delegated to our parents. Um, 
So that authority ultimately comes from God, but because God delegates authority to our parents, when we honor that authority, we are honoring the source of that authority, which is God. Um, <clears throat> so that those were the the main things. I talked also about how we, um, as parents, that we are responsible for teaching our kids to honor Amen. us as parents. Um, and that just to make it clear that that commandment is not strictly for kids. It's, it's most directly applied to kids in, in the new Testament. Um, one aspect of honoring parents, the obeying aspect of honoring parents. Uh, when Paul says to children to obey their parents, um, he's drawing that out of this commandment, but yes. that obedience is not the sum total of honoring our parents. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not a commandment just for kids, but it's a commandment for all people because all part, people have parents. Yeah. You said earlier too, that the authority that God has over us, he has delegated authority to a parents, but there comes a time as you grow up there, that authority is no longer there in the same sense, um, mm -hmm. that you are not called to obey your mm -hmm. parents in the same way as you did when you were five. And yet you are still called to honor them. And yeah. So it looks different as you get older, but there's a general principle of that relationship um, still being a, um, a way of honoring God by honoring your parents. It still, still exists. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, the, we didn't have uh, just loads and loads of children coming up and asking us questions about how to honor their parents, but rather <laughs> we have, we have adults who are asking questions about that. So we wanted to address some of that today, uh, how, how to honor your parents as adult children. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and one of the things that I think you, you said in your sermon that that's, it bears repeating that, that especially for those children who are married, um, there's a, a leaving and cleaving that we are commanded to do in scripture that we are to do when we marry, we are to leave the home, leave the, the authority structure really in, in of our parents. And we become a, a family of our own cleave to our wife and our, our husband. And it's important for us to understand uh, some of those boundaries and, and some of the difficulties that arise sometimes are when we have parents that um, <clears throat> they don't, they aren't <coughs> so good at leaving and cleaving maybe as, we would like them to be. Uh, and I'm thinking in terms of that cleaving from the parent standpoint, the cleaving is kind of a, <laughs> a, a cut, right? That they need to let those, those kids go in a lot of respects. And it's hard to do. I cut can the speak, apron strings. I can speak to that as a, an older parent, a, a, a man who has children that are now 40 and 38. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. You've been, nurturing and you've been instructing and you've been watching out and look and taking care of your kids for however many years that they were under your authority. And then to just, you know, it's a wedding and now it's a new beginning for them. And it's really hard sometimes to know uh, what to say, when to say it. And, uh, and, and sometimes you, you bleed over into those uh, situations where you may, appear to be manipulative. And what, what happens is it leads to sometimes some awkward and difficult conversations. And so 
I think one of the things that we would say to our adult children that, that, that sometimes you do need to have those conversations with your parents about boundaries. Those are not easy conversations, likely to hurt feelings, but they need to be done, but they need to be done with love and with sensitivity and uh, with, uh, well, with the right heart, but also with honor. So yeah. saying, yeah. what do you guys say, Jason? Well, Oh, go ahead, Nathan. Uh, what if I want to honor you by letting you go first? Uh, well, I was going to say that um, I think that you're right, Steve, that sometimes those conversations are necessary. And I think that actually having the conversation is a way for someone to honor their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, because <clears throat> if, a, if, if someone's parents or parent is um, maybe overstepping some necessary boundaries, um, whether that's just with uh, sometimes demanding a lot of time, maybe too much time or more than uh, a couple thinks is wise or acceptable. So um, maybe demanding too much time with grandkids or whatever um, to where it's unhealthy for the, the kids and grandkids. Um, there can be a temptation because of the awkwardness of having a conversation about that. There can be a temptation to just kind of um, either block, kind of start sidelining that parent and, um, having less interaction, but not really saying why and uh, which is going to leave a parent confused and hurt and angry Um, or to just kind of deal with um, that parent maybe being overbearing or pushy um, and never say anything. But then, you know, the, the child and the, and the child-in-law may have a lot of conversations that are really kind of slanderous and gossipy about that parent behind their back where the honoring thing to do, if there is a problem is to directly talk to the parent and address the problem and say, here's what we think is acceptable in this situation. You know, as, as husband and wife, here's what we think that these boundaries should be. Um, What do you think they should be? And to ask, to have some dialogue about it and to try to come to a place where, there's agreement and maybe there won't ultimately be agreement, but, and there could still be hurt and anger and all those things, but um, to have those conversations openly is an honoring thing to do. Yeah. I was just going to add, I, I, I think that's all great, Nathan. And I think uh, that we need to see that honoring, as we said, is not um, as you get older, it's not, doesn't equal obedience. Um, when we are um, having difficult relationships with our parents, maybe it's a dangerous situation. Maybe it's the fact that they are um, not, they're not repentant. They're unrepentant of their abusive ways and they would still be abusive to you verbally or otherwise. I was talking to a lady um, um, who was cutting my hair several months ago and talking about how um, her mom was being abused by this guy, her stepdad, um, and they had to go and rescue her. Uh, and they were both in their late 60s. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, 
there's situations where it's possible that honoring your parents does not mean um, being in a close relationship with them. Um, but then what, what ways can and should we be honoring our parents if that's, we're in that situation, where it's an extreme situation, maybe they are, um, it's impossible or it's unwise to be in a close relationship with them. What does that look like? How do we do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you I'm asking? asking? I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I think, I think what you, if you're talking about that situation where the, the mom is being needed to be rescued, you're right. You honor them by rescuing but but sometimes you're in a situation where your own parents are abusive to you yeah and uh, are the kind of people you don't want your kids to be around mm-hmm. and so i, th- I think you that have should to, be just throw this in here i think i think you intend this but you're not saying just necessarily, oh, I don't really like their personality. I don't want my kids to pick up on that, but maybe. Or even their theology. They have. A sinfulness. Um, yeah, a sinfulness yeah. That, that you don't want them. It is destructive. You just don't trust what they're going to be teaching your kids or how they're going to be influencing your kids. Or maybe even you don't trust them to be with, be around your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you, you honor your parents in that way. First of all, by, by having that conversation with them. Again, it, it, it would be hurtful, no doubt. It'll cause anger. You 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 do you do it you soak it in a lot of prayer before you do it. And you do it, you check your own attitude and make sure your attitude is not vengeful or um another way, any other way, sinful, arrogant, anything like that. And then you you speak the truth in love. And you say, we need to set these boundaries because of this. And um, and we'll, and, and I think you need to be willing to, as time goes by, to evaluate whether there's been repentance on the part of parents and, and change. Uh, you know, the relationship might change where maybe you don't want your parents around your kids when they're three or four, but when they get to be 15 or 16, it's, it's a little different. Your kids are more able to judge uh, what is, uh, good and what is bad. And, uh, you know, I will, I, I, I know my grandma or grandpa does this and I'm not going to do that, but I, I want to be with them. I want to honor them. So, so things may change is what I'm saying. You, you need to not just in your mind say, okay, from this point on, I will never, ever let my kids be around my parents. Yeah. But I think I think the big thing is you honor them by speaking the truth and love to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that when you look at Proverbs, it, it, um, Solomon talks about how a um, a disobedient, rebellious child is a disgrace mm-hmm. to the to the parents. You could say that, Steve, even for for you having adult children, if your children were living in unrepentant um, rebellion, that wouldn't be honoring to you, whether or not you believed, whether or not you were godly. There is a sense in which we honor our parents by honoring God. That's how it's always been set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we say, even if my parent does not believe or agree with me, that this is how, uh, you know, that, that Jesus is Lord and that we should live according to his word. It is still, whether they see it or feel it or not, it's still a way to honor them by being an honorable right. person. Right. Amen. And, and, and if we talked earlier about leaving and cleaving. I think something that's really important to talk about in this circumstance is that 
if you are married and you have children, your responsibility to your family supersedes your responsibility to your parents. And, and you need to make sure that your family, that you are leading or, or, or parenting your kids in the right way. Uh, and if that means that, that you have to have that tough conversation with your parents, then you do that because your responsibility to your children, to your spouse is, um, I believe higher or more important than your responsibility to your parents. Not meaning that the responsibility of the parents is not important at all, but you are more, um, more responsible to your own family. Yeah. 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 So, um, for instance, well, maybe it's where it gets confused is that people don't make the transition from strictly, well, not strictly, but from obedience to honoring that doesn't include obedience so that a, um, a, a couple, you know, has a, has a child and I'll just say the mother-in-law or mom wants to give some parenting advice. Um, and maybe, maybe the, the husband doesn't agree with his mother-in-law's parenting advice. Um, and, it's a sharp conflict and maybe there's no way to compromise um, the, the wife and daughter in that instance should submit to your husband's leading in that situation and not say, well, this is what my mom did. And, and that, that's what worked. And I want to honor my mom. So we're going to do, we're going to go with what she said on this. Um, that would actually be, as you said, um, not, honoring her husband and not honoring that marriage that God has given to her and put her in. So I would uh, say I we think... go with the other way as well. I mean, if, if a, if a, uh, a man has a mother who says he's always intruding and being that, and is not, as you said, cut the apron strings very well. Yeah. Saying, well, your wife needs to be doing this. This is why I always mm-hmm. t- cook the meals this way. I always did it this way. This is what you should be doing. This is what she, my daughter. Let me come over and I'll teach her how to cook and clean, and clean and do whatever Uninvited. else she's supposed to do. Right. Is that the husband's job there? As you said, it's honoring to his mother. If he honors his wife, and takes her preferences as more important than his mom's. Amen. And so he, there's a way that he can love his mom and his wife when he puts them in the proper priority, wife first. Yeah. There's two more things I want to get to on this. Uh, one is what to do if you have been uh, abused in the past by your parents. How, how do you honor them if the relationship has not been good, you have suffered abuse at the hands of your parents, um, how do we, and, and maybe you're still uh, dealing with the consequences of that in your own life. How, how do you, uh, how do you go about honoring your parents? Yeah, I, I talked about this when I preached on that commandment. Um, there's an article by, or a series of article, articles, a uh, post by Tim Challies. Um, I think he, titled the series, The Forgotten Commandment. Um, and you talk about six practical ways to show honor to our parents. And the first one they talked about was to forgive them. We can honor our parents by forgiving them. So when someone has been abused, the first way to honor them would be 
by forgiving them. And um, it's important to recognize that forgiveness does not equal um, full trust, that just because someone is forgiven does not mean that we fully trust them again. They may not be trustworthy. Um, and so recon full reconciliation, relational connectedness might not be That may not either. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't fully reconcile with someone that you can't trust. If there's ongoing abuse or lack of sorrow or repentance for the abuse, a flat out denial that abuse happened, uh, there can't be full relational reconciliation. There can't be, it shouldn't be full trust, but there can still be full forgiveness um, on your side. Right. Yeah. And a heart and, that desires their repentance and your reconciliation. You can desire that when it's even not on, it's not within your power to make it happen. Right. Right. It's not wise to pursue it. Yeah. And part of um, in faith, a large part of the way that we pursue reconciliation is by offering forgiveness. Um, undeserved forgiveness that, that we recognize you, you don't deserve my forgiveness, but because God in Christ has forgiven me, I'm going to offer you forgiveness and recognizing that that is often a means of softening someone's heart and bringing them to a place of repentance. Um, but even if it doesn't <clears throat> in faith, we trust that because God has commanded us to forgive uh, because he has so freely forgiven us that we're still going to forgive and we're going to in faith, trust him for the outcome. So it's not a way of manipulating someone into um, feeling contrition over their sin, their abuse, but, um, but it's a, a way that God often blesses that kind of faithfulness to forgive. And, and I'm going to add a little part B to that I, and pray for them. Mm -hmm. uh, when you forgive them, pray for them because we, we worship a God who is able to do far more abundantly than all we could ask or imagine a God who is all powerful, a God who can change rebellious hearts and rebellious minds. So if, if you're in the situation where you are, are offering to them a forgiveness, but they are unrepentant, un, unwilling even to acknowledge perhaps their sin, pray for them. Don't give up on them. You can, honor, you can honor your parents by trusting God and asking God to change them. Go ahead, Jason. Let's say that when you pray for them, it, it, it makes sure because forgiveness is not a one and done. Oh, I, I said I forgive them. So it's done. It's a heart work for yourself. Yeah. And so as you are Absolutely. praying for them, your heart, because part of forgiveness must mean that you don't harbor anger and bitterness against them. And so praying for them helps you in that because your mm -hmm. heart is for them when you're praying. It's Amen. for their blessing and for their good. Uh, and even if it's um, primarily for their change, it's, it's changed so that it will be good for them and bring glory to God. And mm -hmm. so I think that making sure that we're not um, harboring bitter bitterness while that's part of forgiveness is practically pursued by prayer. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness is um, not requiring repayment for some wrong that is, has been done for some, when there's a, when someone sins against you, then they owe you a debt and forgiveness is saying, I'm not going to call that debt due. Amen. I'm yeah. going to cancel that debt. And, and part of that is I'm not going to personally try to exact it from you because like some of them, if somebody was abused and they're in, and their parent is in prison, it's not your responsibility or even your power or your right. right to get them out of prison. But you're saying, I'm not personally going to get 
vengeance or justice where I'm not going to do it. I'm going right. to trust God for it. And part of that might even be working through the state. But um, I think we need to be mindful of that, that um, when you said earlier, Nathan, that we don't forgiveness doesn't mean we necessarily trust them. That's can be tricky for us because we're saying, well, if I, if I'm really not bitter towards them, if I'm really not staying angry at them. Um, if I am really wanting to not punish them, shouldn't I just trust them? Not necessarily. That's not mm -hmm. the same thing. Right. So you can say, listen, this isn't to punish you. Um, I, I'm not trying to get vengeance on you for how you've treated me or how you treated your grandkids or whatever else, but there is reconciliation requires repentance and trust. Mm -hmm. And right now I don't see that. And so this isn't <laughs> punishment. This is just wisdom and a way to, for me to use my wisdom and love as a way to honor you. Yeah. And like you said, it's hard because um, we need to say that honestly, having yeah. searched our hearts honestly. to know that it's actually that is true, that we're not trying to exact vengeance by... Because you can say it and it not be true. Yeah, because yeah, it can be, well, you withheld love from me when I was a child, or you actively hurt me when I was a child. And so now I'm going to exact payment from you by withholding the love, my love from you, or um, withholding the interactions that you want to have with your grandkids. I'm going to hold those things in in payment of this debt that you owe me and, and it's hard to know our own hearts in that in the and, name of and we can name it something good yeah we can name it, it setting matter. boundaries but maybe it really is vengeance but <laughs> yeah. again that it could be um it could be one or the other but it, it depends on where our heart's at mm -hmm. what are some of the other things that tim challies suggests uh to not speak ill of our parents but rather speak well of them publicly and privately. Mm -hmm. And we might point out that that does not include in a situation where you're being counseled or a situation where you're seeking uh, for someone to pray for you. Sometimes you need to give a factual account of what took place. Mm -hmm. You just need to guard your own heart in that. Make sure that your heart is not, um, seeking to gossip or seeking to make this person think ill of your parents, but that your heart is truly in seeking uh, help from a, in counsel or help in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And Nathan, you mentioned seeking wisdom is one of his points from them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, um, <clears throat> again, that doesn't mean it's possible that you can't or shouldn't have contact with your parents. It could be such an extreme case where you don't do that. I think these are general principles that by and large work for most. Um, but there are times where, and you even mentioned in certain situations, you, you wouldn't yeah. ask for their, uh, their advice or counsel because you don't think it's wisdom. You're, you would be asking for their foolishness, which would be either condoning or encouraging them and or just a waste of time. And, yeah. and it takes humility to do that. I, I remember as a young man in my 20s and even into my early 30s, maybe that when uh, when my dad would offer advice, I would I could feel the rebellion and the resentment rising up within me. Well, well how dare he do that? Because I'm a I'm a man now and I should make my own decisions. And, and of course, God was faithful Every time, I think, every time that that situation happened where my dad offered advice, 
And that resentment and rebellion rose up within me and I did it my own way. I was a complete and utter failure and ended up doing it the way my dad suggested I do it. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, did, he, I'm did he ever say, I told you so? No, my dad was too gracious to do that. Um, the other thing I would like to say about that, being in now in the other situation where I have adult children, I would just like to say that it really, it's edifying. It, it is, it makes you feel good when your children come to you and ask you for advice. You feel honored. Sometimes, yeah, honored. I, I don't, um, I, I know that they won't always follow my advice. And so when I give that advice, I give it with knowing that, hey, take this or, you know, if you, if you think that this is wise, do it. If you don't, then, then, then do something else. But Because but you're no I, longer demanding obedience. That's right. Exactly. But I feel honored when they do that. And so it's, I would just, for those of you who still have parents, kicking around on this earth, I encourage you to, to seek their, their wisdom from time to time. You, know, you don't have to call You don't want to be in a situation where you call them five times a day and ask them what to do, how to boil water and things like that. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, they do have a, a, a larger collection of wisdom and knowledge that they've gained through experience and through maturity and through just living longer. And uh, they're a valuable resource. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I want to read something. I think this is a Tim Keller quote um, about a way to honor our, our parents uh, publicly and privately. Um, he says, parents need to see themselves in you. Now, this could be in a in a bad way, but I think the way in which he intends it is a good way. The parents long to see how they have impacted their children, how their children are a reflection of their strengths and their values. So he says, you don't realize how important it is to give them credit where you can. You don't realize how critical it is just to say, you know, everything I really ever learned about saving money, I learned from you. To say, you know, Dad, that was one thing you always taught me that I really, really appreciated. But these are simple ways of um, bringing a lot of joy and and honor to our parents. Amen. Just show that you appreciate their their parenting. It's not you're not saying I that you think they were perfect, but uh, it is recognizing where God's grace was given to you through them. So it's honoring honoring God in that way. I I would say that um, for those who have lost parents, um, you can still do that. Like. Um, mm-hmm. My dad taught me a lot about hard work um, and taught me, um, um, he taught me about how to laugh sometimes at suffering and um, he had much of it in his life. And so I think that one way to honor God is by honoring him and realizing that's how, that's one way I can do that. I don't get the chance to tell him that anymore, um, but I do get to live that way. And so and you can pass it on to your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And honor him. By telling them that. Yeah. Yeah. That your grandpa taught me this, and that's why I want to teach you this as well, uh, or in part, I get to. And so I think that we can honor our parents that we've lost by living the life that um, reflects, like you said, some of them in us and, um, and reflects well on them and their parenting. Yeah. And then the last two things on, on the six practical ways was support them and provide for them. Yeah. Which is something that usually happens perhaps late in their life uh, when they are more enfeebled 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that's important. I thought you, I thought you brought this out in your sermon. It's important to, uh, we, while we, our responsibility is to our own family, sometimes there has to be some sacrifice there, especially of time and perhaps of money that in order to honor your parents and support them, we're commanded in our bio, in the Bible to take care of our elderly parents. Yeah. First Timothy five, uh, I'll just show you this real quick. Uh, first Timothy five, four, if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents for this is pleasing in the sight of God. So in recognition of how God has provided for us, through our parents for years and years, all the way from, you know, changing our diapers to um, helping us, well, feeding us and, um, you know, maybe helping us through college and all those things, make some return to our parents as they get older and have those kind of needs. And it's sad to say, but sometimes we make the return for them changing our diapers. It's true that sometimes we end up having to change their change diapers, their diapers. And, yeah. to, and to do so in a way that still honors them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a way to do that that belittles them. And I mean, it, it's already for that parent, it's already a very humiliating experience. Mm-hmm. And, to, and so to remember to do it in a way that honors them and uh, in a way that, that shows that this is this is something you're doing because you are making a return. You are honoring them by doing this. You're grateful and thankful for all they've done and, and you want to make a return of it. And so in that way, you're glad to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, I just would, and this whole thing, just add two more things. One is I was thinking another way, I think you can honor your parents. Um, if you're, father passes away or your mother passed away and one is still living, whether it be a, a step parent or not, I think you can like, for one way for me to honor my dad is to um, make sure I am supporting and caring for his wife um, that he left behind. And so I think that we can support and honor that way as we're talking about supporting our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that, um, and I, maybe he just assumes this on his list. Um, but I, I think that we, we, shouldn't forget if we had, we have unbelieving parents to not only pray for their salvation, but to share the gospel with them. Amen. Um, Mm -hmm. I think one way to honor them is to say, is to value them spiritually in saying, I I desire for you to believe the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Um, Have an eternal value, eternal honoring of them in that sense. And everlasting blessing is what you're seeking for them. Yeah. Amen. Nathan, you have anything else you want to add? Nope. Well, we uh, thank you for listening. And uh, if you, members of Piney Ridge Church, or those listening, if you have further questions or want further clarification, feel free to email us. And we would glad be glad to uh, meet with you and talk more about it. Thanks for listening. And uh, take it away, David. Thank you for listening. We have a new podcast each week. So be sure to subscribe on iTunes. For more information about Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri, visit us online at pineyridgechurch.org. That's P-E-I-N-E, ridgechurch.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Piney Ridge. That's all for today. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning.